listener production. Just speak. Shut up. Coming up on the Ben and Harry podcast. Schools of thought is like just be real political and try and say the right thing or just go along with it. As you get older and more mature and understand like a goings on of a footy club, it has to be everyone. I've always thought that the, the truest reflection of the most influential people in the game is the coaches' votes. Been biased, but defenders don't get any any no. votes. None. Well, we just had got nine this year or something. When the players don't shake their guys' yep. hand, yeah. I always just watch for it and it's like, <laughs> it actually gives me, I'll get anxious watching it. So <laughs> let's get stuck into it. The emerging stars are still yet to meet on an AFL field. So Ben's Ben and Harry. Hmm. Or Harry's Harry and Ben. Does anyone have a riddle? Right, this is very easy. For a riddle. Straight away. Straight away. All right, here we go. Riddle start. On the rare case when today comes before yesterday, what am I? Dictionary. Yeah. Dictionary. Oh, you would not have... (laughs) I should have said will don't answer to start. <laughs> have we done that one? I feel like, oh, nah. maybe I've heard it. I've heard it somewhere no, else before. Anyway, that's pretty easy. Ben's off the hook there because <laughs> would not have got. You would have got that. And on yeah. hard, do you reckon you would have got it? Yes. Yeah. Grand final weekend, boys. Yeah, how you feeling, wow. man? I am flat as a commiserations, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It was a tough one, but I think. All-time classic, do you oh, guys? It has to be, yeah. Grand final history, where do you rank it? I don't probably remember like the last 20 years as clearly as some, but I think that has to be right up there, doesn't it? Yeah. I was thinking about the last close game in a grand final was probably the 2016 grand final. 2018, Dom Sheed. Oh, sorry, 2018, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah that was the last really good one. 2021, the Dogs and Melbourne was a better game than the margins suggest. It was really close for about three quarters. When they- yeah. But yeah, I reckon the yeah. last genuine close one was again a Collingwood grand final. Yeah. 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 They know how to play close games. Well, that's all right. Close finals series as I reckon, well. I reckon if you have a grand final that's within a kick, it automatically goes to like a really good one. But then the quality of that, like some yeah. of those goals were kicked and like the Crazy. quality of play on the biggest stage was really good. Yeah. So that's where were you guys watching it, first of all? What was your experience? Um, I was with mum and dad at their place. They had some family friends over as well. So it was pretty, pretty chill. But um, yeah. Yeah, that they're close to the MCG, so nice. Um, even just around the precinct was so busy and buzzing, um, buzzing. So yeah, it was the first time I watched the grand final with mum and dad in quite a few years. So. Yeah, that no, was good. It was good fun. Nice. Yeah, I was just uh, one of the boys had it at, at his place, so a few of us went over there and watched. Um, I imagine it'd be so strange as players. Yeah. Well, this year was the stra- really strange because being. Yeah, you know, a couple of kicks away from being yeah. on that day and involved. You know, yeah. yeah, being a week away from being involved in that day felt didn't feel as grand final day as usual. If that makes sense, yeah. Like, usually, I think we said this last time you'd been you know a few weeks off and you were nearly excited about footy again because you mm. had a few, bit of time to um, relax. But because it was just like the few days after you'd finished, it was still yeah, it was it was a unique experience. I reckon. No, yeah, you were nearly there. Bit raw. Yeah. So as like. Obviously, current players. Are you barracking for someone in the grand final? Do you do you have like personal vendettas against like a personal <laughs> player that you don't particularly like? Does any of that come into it as you're watching a game? Um, not really. I think I was sort of going for Brizzy, but I think as a neutral supporter, just a genuinely good game of footy yeah. was, was what we were all after, and we were lucky enough to get it. So um, I think as it started, you were just hoping for 
amazing play. And we got like the halftime scores were, it was like mm. a bit of a shootout. Like it was yeah. Harry's point. Some of the goals and some of the play was incredible for the biggest stage of the year. Um, so I wasn't necessarily going for anyone, but um, yeah, I was, was pretty impressed with the, the output of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably going for Lions, I reckon. Is yeah. that because losing to them, you wanted to lose to the Premier? We were talking about that. Yeah, maybe a fraction. I just reckon they were slightly underdogs. And yeah. I think, I don't know, I just kind of like Brisbane a little bit better. So. Yeah, for sure. But as to Ben's point, it was a, I think when you're watching the, the game, you just want a, a good game of footy. And that mm. certainly was it. So Yeah, 18 goals at halftime, which I read this morning was the highest since 1989. So it's we're talking decades since yeah. we've seen such a shootout. Um, how do you feel as a Brisbane fan? Yeah. How was your day in the experience? Um, I was in the Shane Warne stand at the bottom, level one. I'm not sure if you've watched much footy from down there. We were just talking about it before. It's so hard to see. Like, really? really? Oh, the other side of the ground, you just lost. And you lose all sort of context of like how far a kick has gone and how far out people are from goal. And it's yeah. really hard. And then like, and some of the goals, as you were just saying, like when um, Lincoln McCarthy's won from the pocket down the other end, yeah. You just kind of see the Lions fans behind the goal go up and yeah. so you're like, oh, I must have gone through. <laughs> yeah. um, and we were in the sun all day. It was a smoking hot day, as you guys yeah. would be aware. Um, it was a really great experience. And I was in one of the Lions bays um, and we're all singing country roads when Charlie's <laughs> kicking his goals and everyone's kind of out of time. And, and it was really fun um, for the majority of it. And then obviously when it became obvious in those dying few seconds that we were about to lose it. Uh, it was heartbreaking. What, what do you reckon your heart rate was in the last oh, I would 90 been, seconds? I would have been knocking out 200 beats <laughs> for most of the day. It was such a tense game. It never felt out of either team's reach the entire game uh, from start to finish. So, yeah, I actually didn't leave my seat for the wow. two and a half, three hours. <laughs> I, didn't even go, I didn't go to the toilet, I didn't get a beer. So, it was uh, stressful, but yeah, flat today. Just generally sad, but Mm. Proud because the alternative is, you know, a 40 point blowout. Um, yeah, that's right. I think that's, do you agree that's how you would want to lose a grand final if you didn't have a choice? Yeah, because I reckon you've given yourself a chance. Yeah. And two, if it's a really close one, I reckon you're part of one of the great grand finals. So yeah. you'd rather be part of it and lose, I reckon, than getting blown out and knowing mm. that you were never a chance to win it. Yeah. And the learning experience of being within a kick with a minute to go on a grand final, like, mm. there's no bigger stage to. Test yourself against the best team of the year. So yeah. the yeah, the learnings coming out of that would be yeah, amazing. Yeah. You can only only get better from there. So I think Fags put it well after the game. Like there's been teams after across the last 10, 15 years that have lost a grand final, like Hawthorne, for example, in twenty twelve and, and mm. obviously went on to to win multiple. So it doesn't mean just because they fell short it's the end of the road for mm. them. You I know? reckon that would be the hardest bit knowing that like, will we ever get a cleaner look at it than in front in the grand final with less than four minutes left before mm. we get that look again. And it probably would feel like a long way back at that stage. But yeah. to Ben's point, I reckon they've consistently been really good. So I reckon you give yourself a chance going yeah. forward. And yeah, they're, they're list demographic as well. Like they'll be good for still a fair while, you would have thought. Yeah. We should pump up Collingwood because Mate, they, were, they were very good. Yeah. They were the best, best, team, best team all year. And all they, year. Yep. Uh, and then they, they found a way, which is what everyone, all the pundits were saying in the lead up to the game, it's just like, oh, Brisbane look like a better team on paper, but Collingwood find Can't a way, out, yeah. yep. which they ended up doing. Is there anyone in particular that you were impressed with? Obviously, Bobby Hill, the norm. Yeah, good on him. I reckon, um, like Scott Pendlebury, Pendles to do yeah. what he's done. Like this, I don't know. Like, he has to go into the conversation with one of the best ever. Now, yeah, I reckon. agreed. He does not get enough credit to be able to do what three hundred and what eighty games and to mm. be 
the most influential player in the last quarter of the grand final. Like, yep. you just got to tip your hat. And I don't think we, as an industry, respect consistency enough. Yeah. And he has to be right up there. Even just the way he handed himself in the celebrations and pro- he just looks like he's the ultimate class act dependent. Yeah. So, yeah, pump for him. That's great. And a lot of people yep. talk about his on-field leadership and almost like a captain-coach role. Do you have experience with players that you've played with that are old heads that are really good at sort of directing the traffic and putting people in the right positions? Because I don't know, from a, from a person that's obviously never played, it feels like he is just the epitome of that. I reckon, I think Fly talked about it, but when the goal was kicked and they went into essentially win the game mode or um, fire, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Essentially, you've got to score. I reckon someone of that caliber of leadership and experience, those guys are like invaluable in those situations because they just know exactly what you've got to do. The occasion doesn't really matter for them because they just know this is what we've got to do. So for those scenarios where you've got to either save the game or win the game, I reckon that's just, they just come to mm. fruition, come to the top a lot. Um, uh, yeah. And someone like Pendles, the experiences he's had across his journey in big games, big moments, he's yeah. been in grand finals, he's been Anzac days, whatever it is, like that moment, to your point, Harry, it, it wouldn't phase him the occasion. It's more about the process and what's got to be done instead of, geez, it's a minute to go in the grand final, what do we do sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, well said. He's, um, he's a star. Probably more so for you, Harry, as a Carlton player that's played in front of those like 100,000 uh, person games before. Do you think that having experience in like a big occasion game would help on grand final day? Do you think that's something that was in Collingwood's favour or do you think it's all a bit random? Uh, to a degree, I reckon it's a different it's a different ball game playing in front of, you know, 90 plus to 100,000 people instead of, you know, 5,000 people in a practice match. Like yeah. it's a different, it is a different environment. And I think like anything, if you've been there before, you understand you understand that it doesn't actually affect too much about what you do, but mm. I reckon if you haven't been there, you might overplay it a little bit in your head. Yeah. But to be like, I don't think that was a... Like Brisbane stood up to the occasion just as well yeah. as anyone. Yeah. So it was... Yeah. I, and I thought as a collective, like the 40 players that play, like their ability to handle big moments were great. Like we saw like a lot of guys finish the play a lot, like some awesome goals, a lot of like composure mm. with the ball. So I reckon it was a very high quality game in the biggest stage. So I think all the players handled it really well. Yeah. But I think there's no doubt that players that had been in those environments before were probably more comfortable with it. But whether, yeah. whether it had an impact on the game, it didn't. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, it is impossible. But two other talking points out of the granny that we were talking about outside. So only the 23 players that were on the field on the day receive a medal. Um, it's, a, it's become a really big talking point this year. I think with Dan McStay and Taylor Adams as the notable ones, yep. uh, John Noble to a lesser yep. extent because he, he didn't feature in the last couple of weeks. But do you think we should be extending that to some sort of category of player that appeared during the season? It has to be. I, I think it's not just a final series. It's a it's the whole season. So arguably, Collingwood aren't in the grand final without McStay's two crucial goals the week before. Yep. And Taylor Adams has been consistent all year. Not even this year. It's it's you know his whole output to the footy club. It's mm. not just the twenty three players that take the field. It's the staff. It's the coaches. It's it's everyone. So I've always felt that. Yeah, I think as a kid growing up, you want to be on the podium, a part of the 22, but as you get older and more mature and understand like the goings-on of a footy club, it has to be everyone. Everyone has to be... Like, I remember in the, we had Alex Moore, who was um, one of our S&C coaches at North, and he was a personal trainer for the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, so he did oh, right. um, Kevin Love. Yeah. And every single person in the organization, from the janitor to LeBron James, got a, a ring. 
and the most different caliber of ring. So the players got like the top echelon. Yeah. The, oh, it might be the, the coaching staff got the same one and then uh, some of the, the admin got like a slightly lesser one, but everyone got some sort of ring. So yeah, when he came to the club, um, that was an eye-opener that everyone's involved in some degree. But I think it's time we do it, but I'm not sure what you think, Harry. Um, no, I completely agree in terms of it takes a squad and a, a group of people to get to the to achieve a, a premiership win. And I think that, to your point as well, just because they weren't there on the last day, like arguably it's the body of work before that's more important because you, you wouldn't get there. You don't give yourself a chance to win it if mm. those guys don't do what they do. And I think because I could be certain that after the game, Collingwood would have been praising Taylor Adams and Dan McStay. So if internally. It's internally so yeah. valued, then it may as well... Like it's not like it's the clubs are saying no, nah, no, nah, we don't want this because we don't actually value them. Like it's the opposite. Yeah. So if it's so, if it's internally valued so much, it may as well get some external recognition potentially. But then it's like, where do you draw the line as well? Yeah. There'll be there'll be some details you have to work out with it. Whether it's yeah. one AFL game, ten AFL game, what I mean. Yeah. Because then you look at like, so all right, if everyone gets a medal, so then the forty fifth person on Collingwood's list, like, so he's, he's a Premiership player, but then Nick Rewald isn't. You know, yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, saying Jacob Ryan was one that debuted in uh, around 23, I think it was, and then was subbed out. And so he would theoretically get a medal, well, unless you were to open it up. Yeah. To like well, 10 I games. use the example when the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship. Yeah. Um, Jack White, who's from Gippsland, grew up, uh, we don't really know him personally, but he grew up in Gippsland and he has a championship ring. He might have played only 10 or 15 minutes all year, but mm. you ask him and he's going to say, I'm. You know, very proud to be a Denver Nugget um, yeah. champion. So, Mate, I won a ring. Yeah, I won a ring. Like, <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, I can understand the opposite side of it, but I think it has to, doesn't it? Like, it, Yeah. Because, yeah, modern heart, day. Watching after the game, like, your heart went out, like, especially Tay Adams, I reckon. Oh, like, that was God. Really straight away. Like, the boys who run out and didn't play, it's like, geez, I'd hate to be in that situation. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. I reckon it, it's slightly different, though, if you've been in a team all year, you're a vice captain, and then you do your hammock training week before the granny. Yeah. That that is just the toughest like we 20, know we know Tay and he's a lovely bloke, so that would yeah. That would Shout be so hard for him. Yeah. Well what we're talking about also, if they were to go to the, the squad, when would they get presented their medals? Yeah. Because as the a day as a kid growing up you want to be on the dice on grand final day getting your medal, yeah. but obviously in other sports they do it sort of two or three months post in a presentation yeah. night. Is that what we do? Who knows? Because obviously the players who play are in their full kit, but the players who don't are in their yeah, club like suits or polo, whatever. So it doesn't yeah. quite um, align. But again, to your point, Harry, that's some of the things I'd have to work out if it went that way. But yeah, there's a few few things to work out. But I, yeah. think, I think it has to. I reckon after this year, it's a clear example of it has to be looked at, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it needs to be voted on or just, yeah, they might decide that it's just too difficult. We've had a really good look at it, but it just, it's hard to do. Mm. But I think after this year, it needs to be looked at in some degree. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. We were also talking about the speeches. So, mm. was it you been you weren't a fan of I, I losing think, captain? I think we can all agree that, and this is not on Harris Andrews, but everyone in the stadium knew what Harris was going to say. Like he had to thank it, the sponsors of the club, you know, briefly acknowledge Collingwood, and yep. that's it. Like, do we really need to hear that? Like Harris doesn't want to speak. <laughs> you know, I feel bad for him already. And same as Darcy when Darcy said. Commiserations to Brisbane. Yeah, you know, yeah. All the Brisbane boys. There's nothing they that Darcy could have said in that situation to make him feel better. I reckon it's true. So I, I just don't feel. I thought Harris all, actually spoke well. Yeah, then they always do. But it's I, I just don't think there's yeah some sort of need to yeah. 
I, I would typically agree with you, but as I was sitting there as a Lions fan, I really appreciated hearing from a Brisbane player. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, okay. just, it just it made me feel better, really? which I was surprised by. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's just nice to be included in the celebration. of When it's a close game, I, I get like a, a Swans player going up last year would have felt a bit flatter. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think... I, I just feel for Harris like... It is What awkward. is he meant to say? Like, it's just awkward. It's like, awkward. He, the last thing he wants to do, he has yeah. to thank the sponsors. Feels like he has to acknowledge Collingwood. And yeah, I, I just think it's a tricky situation. And same as Darcy, like, he obviously does the right thing and acknowledges Brisbane and thanks for the game and stuff. But yeah. even in the NRL grand final on Sunday night, same thing happened. Like, they thanked the losing team and the, the captain from Brisbane came up and said, tough game, um, you know, sorry to the fans we lost, like, I can understand yeah. from a fan's point of view, it's nice to hear, but I think... It's just a formula, yeah, isn't it? For, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's formalities. It's just... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's something that bugs me about GF Day, but... Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not strong on it either way. I, I sometimes like hearing... I remember last year, Dane Rampey had like a nice little tribute to Joel Selwood and said, you're truly yep. one of the legends of the game. It's true, actually. I forgot that. Yeah. Was, I think that was... I always like hearing other AFL players giving other players like kind of... Their, yeah. And, it, and that was it was a point of difference that Dane said to Joel, which is great. Like that was good to hear a refreshing sort of yeah. part of it. But normally it's pretty stock standard, you know. So mm. um, I just agree do with better, that. Saying. I don't know. It's just <laughs> I can I can I can just yeah. I feel bad for Harris and Darcy yeah. having to sort of do the formality piece. Yeah, it's an awkward position. All. Yeah. All right, Brownlow night. Did you watch at home? We yeah yeah just yeah. pretty low key with it. Yeah. How um how did you go? Oh, that's why we did it. The we we last recorded the yeah, day of the night. Brownlow. That's yeah. right. I was about to go in. Yeah, went went all right. Um, the the questions, as we were discussing, <laughs> it feels like there's about twenty people doing the same thing as me now. So it yeah. kind of loses. It's such I a think. good point. Everyone's a bit guarded. I think everyone's expecting yeah. it now, so you don't get yep. those like. Moments. Should have done the reverse and hit him with like a real serious question. question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to suck them in a bit. But yeah, yeah, went all right. Um, yeah, I think we've got the audio here. Do we not, Scott? What's your favourite bridge? My favourite what? <laughs> bridge. The Westgate Bridge. I used to live over there. Are you worried you'll poll votes tonight and they're going to give them to the Swans instead? <laughs> in hindsight, do you wish your finals campaign was themed around Barbie instead? What happens in that? I haven't seen it. This is the year I probably won't poll any, so I'm probably lucky. <laughs> Would you drink milk if it had pulp? Uh, does milk have... No, no, no. A <laughs> lot of debate about <laughs> the voice <laughs> recently. Are you team Jason Derulo or Rita Ora? Uh, Red Aura, because she's frequent at our footy club. <laughs> Do you share the USA's concerns with the North Korea and uh, Russia military cooperation so far this year? I was waiting for this because uh, this is there's a TikToks and memes going around about me and my cluelessness. And mate, I, I have nothing for you. I'm still real clueless about it. Do you think Dimmer will prefer Chinka or Movie World? Uh, no, I think he's a Movie World man for sure. <laughs> no concerns at all. Um, no, not really. Can you start a rumor about the next bloke I talked to? Trent McKenzie won his Rolex from a punter syndicate. Hi, Gil. Are you hopeful the new pay deal means that players won't have to buy their PlayStations at cash converters anymore? <laughs> They're all doing very well. Any truth? True, 100%. Do you know CPR? Yes, I do, actually, yeah. 30 pumps. Best play school window? Best play school window. Jeez. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. Before your time? Yeah, I reckon I'm, uh, I'm getting old, mate, but I think that's even before my time. You're a round man, maybe? Sold out MCG, Australia's biggest stage. Have you got your Tay-Tay tickets? Not this again. You're doing this one again. Got a big head, so we'll go around. <laughs> Mate, don't worry about that. Come Saturday, all right? <laughs> Former winner, if Zach wins tonight, can you make sure Hamish gives him plenty of space up on stage? What does he not normally? 
just want to know if you had any help with my dumplings here. I, I had issues with them. <laughs> they don't look that great. They usually stick to the pan, which is what's happened here. Who would you have preferred as grand final entertainment, Kiss or someone relevant? Ah, <laughs> uh, nah, Kiss. Kiss. <laughs> Very good. Very good. There's always like two schools of thought. It's like just be real political and try and say the right thing or just go along with it. And yeah. Right. So it's like you like the ones that go along with it and like, yeah, really Pendles didn't give him much, did he? Oh, Pendles, he's so funny. Just dry he, he, he would come in on the Marty Sheer Gold show. So, like, I've I've met him uh, plenty of times. And for some reason, he, it's just like the character he puts on on the yeah, red carpet. He's just start. so dry. He's a funny man. But the rumor one was your idea, Harry. Yeah, how did it go? Well, I didn't right, it, but I'll give it out. No, it was me. Was it? Oh, was it you, Ben? Well, it was me. Pretty sure. I think it might have been me, anyway. I actually don't remember, but yeah. Well, I tried. All right? I tried it with a few people. It didn't work a few times, so yeah. I think um, I asked Clayton Oliver that, and it and it didn't land. But um, yeah, it was good. Trent McKenzie with the Rolex. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it went all right. What do we think of Brownlow Night in general? You would have been happy with um, the result. Oh, well, that's actually we haven't discussed that. Yeah, what what do we? What do you two think about that? I think um, I think he was. I think it was great in the top handful of players oh, this year. No doubt. Um, Isn't it strange though that you can win the Brownlow but you're not in the Australian team? Yeah, is that a reflection of the Brownlow or the All Australian team? I think he was really stiff to miss the All Australian team personally. I suppose it, those probably elite players there, standard, yeah, 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 yeah. Or up here, some if they just feel just fall marginally short, is that judged differently potentially? Yeah, I think Bontempelli has to win one at some point. It's it's reaching that sort of criminal. This this could open a can of worms, but. The umpires voted on games. Yeah. So there's, a, there's there is a couple. So wasn't it the Jace Horn France? Jace had a like few. eleven and yeah, 11, thirteen touches, five turnovers or something. <laughs> yeah. And when you watch the highlights of the game, you're just like, oh. No. Was it, didn't they think it was Miles Bergman? Probably. And that must happen because yeah. they're trying to umpire a game of sport. They're not. They're That's not what I mean. Analyzing like, it. Exactly. Are they taught on what a good game of football is? You know, are yeah. they doing education on, you know, the output and impact of games or are they focusing on umpiring the game? It's a great point. Then it's like, yeah, so do we want them just to purely be focused on their role as an umpire? Like that should be yeah. nailing the craft of an umpire. Just Correct. put all your eggs into that basket. You shouldn't have to be thinking, all right, that means he's had two now. Yep. That means, like, yeah, completely agree. Nail your craft as an umpire. Yep. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be asking. It's like asking a player like, all right, you have to do your role and be it, play footy, but then you also have to think about X, Y, and Z, and at yeah. the end of it, you have to vote on who you thought, like... Yeah, and then you're doing the social media after the game. <laughs> yep. oh, that's not my role, mate. <laughs> yeah, completely agree. Because yeah. I've always thought that the, the truest reflection of the most influential people in the game is the coaches' votes. So do I. I and yeah. there was, like, a page full of someone who got 10 coaches' votes, but zero votes, and then the other way around, so three Brownlow votes and zero coaches' votes. Yeah. Which is just a massive discrepancy. Yeah, I think it showed how stiff the bond was in the end. I think yeah. he might have had a few 10 games that didn't go recognised. So, I think from a football point of view, the coaches' votes means the most. But from a personal branding point of view and, you know, your opportunities outside of footy, winning the Brownlow opens up oh, a no lot doubt of doors. So, prestigious, no question. But, absolutely. Mm. But I believe the umpires shouldn't vote. Yeah. What do you reckon? Like a, a three-person panel is just uh, put together for each game and they watch and, and vote after well, the you game, think, something like that? Again, you've got to be careful on it, but... There's so many media experts in the game these days and they yeah. watch so much football. So, yeah, I think you could put together a panel and, and they have to watch it pretty closely. But I would prefer that than the umpires. Yeah. As I said, if they're not being taught on yeah, what a good it, game but, of football it's is. It's also it's so, because it's like the 
why everyone says why we think that to get a really true reflection of as a player, like whether you had a really good game or not was the coaches because they look back through it, you know, they code it for hours and hours. They look at every little nuance of a role, which is mm. important to us because that's what we get judged on internally. But there is a merit and a beauty towards just like the impact someone has on a game without all the role-based stuff, without whether, yep. right, mm. did you do this? Was that pattern right when you ran it? It's like the umpires nearly have the, it's like he had this impact on the game without looking at all the other stuff. And there's, there's nearly like a beauty to the simplicity of, all right, he impacted the game. Yeah. The best, he was second best, and he was the third. He was our biggest nuisance today, you know? Like, yeah. So there's, there's that element yeah. as well. But then you can't, I mean, the coach's vote's already in place. You can't probably go and change the Brownlow. And, yeah. you know, the coaches can't vote on the Brownlow as well. So no, I'm not saying, I'm saying that there's, I think that's why the Brownlow will keep its, yeah, I, how it is, because there's a beauty towards, yep, it's precious. without having the stats, without having the vision. It's just like he was, in three hours, he just impacted the game. Yeah. And that's nearly had to, like, you got to tip your hat to some players who can just have impact on games without necessarily, you know, the stats may not align, but they just had an impact on the game. Yeah, yeah but then being biased, but defenders don't get any, any no. votes. None. Well, we just had got nine this year or something. Yeah, but really. he should have got more than nine. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. He was worthy of more than nine votes. Yeah, same as Harris Andrews, same as Darcy Moore, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, the, the Coleman's for the forwards, the... Brownlow's for the the mids. There should be a defensive player of the year or something. I, I completely agree, and I don't know why they didn't do it after the death of Spud yep. Foley, and he brought in the golden fist on yep. bounce. And I thought it would have been a really nice touch Absolutely. On, on Brownlow night, just the yep. defensive player of the year, like the NBA. Or... Yeah, they're unheralded defenders, and that's been biased. But I think there's a there's an area we can definitely put that in. Yeah. I think so who, what, Andrew Dillon. How that works? Someone players vote on or something? Or? Yeah, again, and that's how we... Yeah, it's up for debate on who votes for it, but... Mm. Or the defender with the most coaches' votes, or yep, what is something it? like that? Yeah, yep, yeah. I think, I think nice. we can all agree the coaches' votes mean the most, but it's they can't do everything, can they? So yeah, nice, no, good debate. Yeah. Really healthy footy chat off the top. We've, yeah, we've really ticked a lot of boxes early. Yeah, who's going to take this? Yeah, I got one? it. If you are listening on Apple Podcast, please leave us a review. Good, bad, or indifferent, will yeah, and hit the bell on Spotify if you listen on Spotify. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Winners. Birds often think I'm a treat. And losers. <laughs> I hate cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> when did Marshy add that one? <laughs> yeah, apparently he's been sitting there for weeks. <laughs> Just didn't I noticed it last week, up, actually. Though. It's been in for two weeks. Right, there you go. Um, yeah. I'll kick yeah. us off. No, I'll start. Okay. <laughs> my twin uh, was my interaction this morning. So walking to get a coffee with my housemate, Tom, and um, we had Bunny, my dog, with us. And... Walking past. How is Bunny, by the way? Just quick up there. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, yeah he's going well. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of get to it as part of my twin. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah, no, no. Um, but as we're walking, there was uh, a guy holding a nine week old toy cavoodle. It was like a dead ringer of Bunny like a few months ago. Mm. And then Bunny was there as well. And he was, it was just a cool experience to see. Like when you see him every day, obviously they, they're getting bigger and they grow. But mm. it was just to see how much he's like grown in five months is crazy. He was so, the, the the guy that was holding the talk about it was it looks so small. That's exactly what Bunny was like. Yeah. And now Bunny's like a obviously he's not massive still, but yeah, getting towards a fully grown dog. And it was just cool to see like the um <laughs> yeah, the difference in how much he's grown and grown up already in like five months. Yeah. It was really cool. Nice. Um 
Yeah. But, <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. At, at, like, show me with your hands. Mate, he was like, it's bad for the listeners, like, but. He was tiny. Like, it was, yeah. And that's exactly what Bunny was like. He was just. But where's he up to now? Oh, he'd be like. like oh, he's so he's like, actually really long. He's like, he's still like. Not, that's like triple. Hasn't got much meat on him, but he's very long. He's got big glutes, Bunny. Does he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good squatter. <laughs> yeah. He's been doing his hip thrusters. Yeah, nice. In the gym. Uh, but yeah, that was actually cool this morning. I enjoyed that. So, yeah, that was <laughs> my twin. I got two twinners. The local coffee shop that's five minute walk from my place had been closed all yeah. year. So they went bankrupt and, and a new owner have come in and refurbished it and everything. And ah. they were back up and running this week. So um, I was happy to be able to walk and get my coffee from the place. Were you worried that the flavor was going to change? That, you know, no, what's the brand? So someone's bought the, or started a new lease. So it's yeah. a brand new company. But yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty good. So. That's, you happy with the beans they yeah, use? And the, yeah, I am. It's just it's just convenient. Like it was, it's normally a five minute walk, but yeah, it's been um, not used for six months, so it's just happy to have it. Yeah, there again. Um, and my second twin, I know we don't really talk about NRL, but the Penrith Panthers going. Oh my god! Yeah, amazing. Back to back <laughs> to back, three Pete. Yeah, is in the first time in forty years. Like I, I don't watch NRL, but I watched it on Sunday. Yeah, and I was blown away. It was incredible in any sporting um, league around the world to go. Back to back to back in a three peat is, it's yeah. Awesome. Apparently, I don't know much about NRL, but apparently they are stacked for the next. Like their list, they're all young. Like they're just going to be mm. unbelievable for this. And I didn't realize that they played in the twenty twenty grand final, lost. So they played yeah. in four grand finals in a row, like Hawthorne. Yep, correct. Which is from a, a sporting fan, I thought that was incredible. To yeah, so. I respect that. Yep. How about Hawthorne, Nathan did they play in four? Yeah, 2012. Right. They lost 2012 oh, and then won the yeah, three. Right. Yeah, Nathan Clear. Like again, to your point, I don't know anything about NRL, but his last, the second half was amazing. And the commentators are saying the star Nathan Clear. He's you know the first half was average. He's got to stand up, blah blah mm. blah, and he, and he did. And did the way he carried the medal. Yeah, he got the medal. Yeah, yeah so he's won the, two best on ground. He's grand the, final. the sixth bloke to do it. Yep, and he spoke very well, very polished. And yeah, he's pretty young um, as well, isn't he? Oh, I'd be like 20, 27 yeah. or so, maybe. Yeah. And his dad is his the coach. The coach yeah. His dad's the coach. How unbelievable is that? Winning Such three flags with story. your dad. Because we saw, you know, Peter Moore get up there and that yeah. was a nice moment. But imagine sharing that with yeah. your family. 25, yeah, 25 of them here. 25, oh, no, wow. Young, yeah. It's way yeah. younger than I thought. There you go. So, so he's going to be, the he'd probably be on track for the greatest ever, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, they were talking about that last night on the commentary. He'd be up there already, wouldn't he? Yeah. His last 20 minutes. Mate. Like single hand. How did you get that try at the end? That though? try at the yeah. end was just incredible. Yeah. We were talking about um, losing grand finals because obviously Brisbane's a pretty flat city this weekend yeah. with the, the two yes. grands. But when your options are losing the way the Lions did or losing the way the Broncos did, my God. That's the equivalent of giving up a five goal lead at three yep. quarter time. It so was the biggest comeback in history, wasn't it? Grand yeah. Final grand final history. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just gut wrenching. Yep. But yeah. So they're my two twinners. Good twinner. Nice. My loser, it's not really a loser, but Ben, you'll agree with this. Like, when you're watching the grand final. Oh, we're going to have the same one. Yeah, I thought you might. So, the, you know, when the Oz kick presented <laughs> with the medals? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I had the How same do you have one. The same one so often. <laughs> and then that, when the players don't shake their guy's yep, hand, yeah. I always just watch with it and it's just like, <laughs> it actually gives me, I'll get anxious watching it. Same. <laughs> I'm exactly the if same. If I win a flag, I'm just, I'll be so concentrated on making sure I shake oh, the kid's hand. Yeah. I, I can understand was, there's so much going on, but I think be, I think it was Bo McCreary, Mason Cox, and yeah, someone else didn't quite three, get it right. But yeah. what's the order? When I was chatting with mum when it was happening and we were trying to work out what the best order is. <laughs> now, so my theory is that Good chat. So if you have to go so they put them so their task is first. to give you the medal, so you always do that. What you're giving them is 
the hat right. So I reckon you hold on to that last because they're not going to leave unless they get the hat. I agree. So then you go handshake, second. Yep. And then you give them the hat and then everyone leaves. Are you giving them the hat or are you putting the hat on there? I don't head? think that's as much of a data. I think that... <laughs> Well, it sort of is because I hate when they don't unfold it and yeah, you it sort got of to, falls off the top of their head. You've got to unfold yeah. it when you're walking up. Yeah. yeah. So put on the hat. But as long as I've got the hat and then the worst part is when there's no handshake, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. So as long as it's a handshake in my my books, like, oh, that, yeah. that'll be all right. I completely agree. Anything. Completely agree. They're not going to leave the stage until they get their hat. Yeah. And a lot of them <laughs> forget the handshake. So the handshake has to be second and then the hat is the finisher. Yeah. I'm glad right. we can agree on I'm that. glad you agree. <laughs> What do you think about the Auskick kids doing that? Yeah, it's great. At all. You like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. When the alternative is like, I don't know, um, David Parkin's up there and he, he's giving everything. No, uh, that's a moment, a moment that those kids will remember forever. Sure. And it's great. when we were growing up watching grand finals, that's what happened. So, yeah. A part of when you visualize playing in a grand final. I'm pretty sure the stories of like someone presented their medal, you know, 15 years ago and then now they play in a premiership. Like there'll be those stories as well. Yeah, I'm surprised that hasn't I've happened. I've heard of one year. Yeah. from Western Bulldogs. He was the NAB Oz kick of the year. Who was that? Jed Bustlinger, who got drafted oh, right. to the Bulldogs. Yeah. He was the AFL Oz kick of the year, NAB AFL Oz kick of really? the year. Really? However many years ago. Um, and they yeah. did a segment before he got drafted. So you're right, it does happen. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I reckon it's only about 20 years old, this tradition. So it'll start happening. Yeah. It'll start yeah. happening more and more. But yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad that you agree on the same loser. <laughs> Uh, we have a Twinners and Losers story. Hey boys, it's Sammy from Melton here. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast and I really look forward to watching the new episodes every week. And ever since I started watching the show, whenever I think of a pet peeve or something that I love, I think of it as a twin or a loser. <laughs> and while my dad and I were driving up to Brisbane to watch the game, I turned to him and I said, my loser is when the sun <laughs> shines on your phone screen and your brightness goes really dark. But the brightness has turned all the way up in settings, so you have to just deal with not being able to see anything. Yep. And my dad just looked at me like, what are you on about? <laughs> and my twinner would 100% have to be the game that Harry had against Brisbane. I'm so proud to be a Carlton supporter and I can't wait for next year. I love you both. Go Blues. Oh, so messy. Thank you, Sammy. That's great. Could almost yeah. be T-shirt worthy, I reckon. Yeah, good call. T-shirt worthy. MJ's nodding outside. We'll get yeah, one that was Sammy. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, that, old man would be like, loser of the week. What, what, are, you, yeah. what are you talking that about? He's annoying with your phone brightness. Yeah, good call. She did say she watches the show too, which you can do on YouTube. So yep. a lot yep. of people might not know. Ben and Harry podcast. Yeah. Oh, there's yep. a few people watch it. Yeah, yeah. But it if is you're growing. It is growing. Nice. Um, okay, so post-season, of course, you're both officially done now. Every player in the AFL is now. Jordan had a question for us. Jordan Hamilton. Hey, Ben. Hey, Harry. Where are you off to for your off-season? Jordan Sharp. I think Jordan's from Hamilton. Or is that his surname? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Full name. I don't mind it. Full name. <laughs> Where are you guys well, going? We're actually, as we speak, as we record, we're flying to Italy tonight. Nice. Um, so I think we've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast, but where our sister's getting married in Italy. So yeah, we're gonna. I'm doing two and a bit weeks, two and a half weeks in Italy. Mm. So looking forward to that. And then straight back. Yeah. 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 Back and. Get back into training. So, yeah, it'd be nice to have a few weeks out of, out of the country and yeah. just relax and then, um, yeah, back to work. So, looking forward to it. Lovely. Obviously, doing Italy for the first part with the family and then yeah. Taylor and I do Florence and Rome properly and then we finish up in London for four or five days. That's so, right. yeah. um, I think it's about three and a half all up. So, just a little bit longer than, than Harry. But, um, yeah, I've never been to Europe before. So, on debut. Nice. Um, which is exciting. Yeah. 
as Harry said, we're off, we're off tonight, which is um, which is good. I think the day of travel, you just want to sort of get there and get in, like get on the plane. Yeah. Um, Why so, is that? Because I'm excited to get over there. So. Right. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure what you meant. No, I go. I reckon the flight over is always. It's almost part of the trip. It's exciting. Yeah, you just want to get on there and the get trip. over there. What? It's part of the trip. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to get on the plane and get over there. We're on the same flight, which will be yeah. interesting. Near each other? Have you checked your seats? I don't even know. Well, I'm 1A. What do you... No, I'm not 1A. <laughs> what if you are next to each other? Would, would that annoy you? I feel sorry for the waitress. Like, have I underserved you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of us will walk in and then she'll be like, what? <laughs> you get your other one's food when yeah. they <laughs> go on the toilet. Yeah. Um, but nice. Yeah. Nothing. What Europe, Europe's always popular. Yeah. Oktoberfest is pretty popular. I have seen the that. Players. Yeah, yeah. It's been, that's good fun there. Yeah. Um, a few Carlton boys are going to Japan. Oh, good one. Popular little spot. Yeah. Um, what kind of luxuries do you give yourself when you're on a trip? Are you going to eat a bit more chaotically than you with, normally with, would? Mm. Especially in Italy. There's well, lots I've always of, yeah, said, so I think carb so, heavy. Mm. I reckon the best way to do it, and this isn't a go at you, Ben, but I think the, the ideal way, from, in my opinion, to do a holiday is like, so you just finish the season and then you have your week or two away when you don't really have to worry too much about training, you have to yep. you know, source a gym, you can blow out have it. an extra glass of wine, whatever it is. Yep. But so that's kind of our case, which is which is good for yeah, for me and for those that have just finished. But for Ben who's, you know, week five or six of his holiday, you still have you'll have to be like probably a bit more organized with your training, mm. yep, watching what you eat a fraction more. Um what yeah. yeah. I think a lot of clubs and maybe this is a topic for another day, but a lot of them have their best and fairest a long time after their season finishes. So um, a lot of I've done at, at the gym that I've been at the moment, um, there's some Sydney boys that float through there and, and yep. their best and fairest wasn't until this week, I think. So yeah, they've right. had a lot of boys have already gotten away and then, but I mean, ideally you knock everything on the head to your point, Harry, and then you can get away straight away and enjoy yeah, or, your trip. Or, you can, or you, if there's a month, you can get away before the BNF and you're back for the BNF. Yeah, there's a couple ways to do it, but I think ideally you'd knock everything on the head whilst you're in Australia, then you can just enjoy a couple of weeks away. But just yeah, you're right. Like I'll have to be yeah mindful of what I'm eating and um, you know access to gyms and things like that. So, and obviously in Italy, there's as I said earlier, pizza and pasta are pretty prevalent. So you have to watch what you're eating a little bit. But yeah. um, it's all part of it. Are you going to try some of the local cheese? <laughs> they reckon it tastes different over there. It's you reckon? More. Yeah. Even I'd probably give it a go. You've got to give it a go over there, don't you? Or I'll eat it on pizza if I have a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Melt it. Melted. Melt all the nice cheese. Yeah. <laughs> t-shirt updates. If you are taking your T-shirt overseas, please let us know. But um, a personal thank from the team uh, to Maddie, who sent through her unboxing of the Ben and Harry podcast T-shirts, which you can get. And we are out of smalls, I've heard, so they're starting to disappear. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to to Claudia. She reached out to Harry and I on Instagram and her and her partner um, were out and about wearing their shirt and sent it through. And um, awesome. I think we're going to the parade or something. So um, thanks, Claudia. We uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, great. We are starting to see a couple out in the wild, aren't we? Yeah. Someone said, I saw one the other day. Eith said he saw Eith one saw grand one final well, yeah. at the Triple M stage. So yeah, grab your t-shirts before they get uh, run out because they're yeah. getting very close. Yep. Harry's hot seat? Um, yeah, we're going to be... Well, you can roll. I haven't, I'll think of something. Yeah, you've got, you got 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Harry's hot seat. 
I love this music. It just gets me up yeah. and about, you know? Oh, Harry's in the hot seat each time. Trying to think of one. Yeah, that's exactly. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that is a hot seat. When did I even start getting stitched up with having to do this? Well, I think Jay Clark used it once in an article that uh, you put Ben in Harry's hot seat. Right. You were asking right. about free agency in it. And now it's a segment. Yeah, okay. Official segment. Um, I'm really under the pump here. <laughs> oh, maybe the hot seat is. So, what's the go? Are we. So, we're going away for a few weeks. Yeah. Maybe we're all in the hot seat. Like, what's the go? Are we going to... Is this our last podcast for a while? Maybe not for the year. We might, if there's some exciting developments with you two from a life or football perspective, we might pop in and record an emergency episode. We always have yeah. that up our sleeve. But well, even might... I was thinking we could zoom in from Italy and check in and we could. show the surroundings and Love check in after that. the wedding or whatever it is. Yeah. You can be in here. We can zoom in. Yeah. yeah. So we won't promise anything, but... Yeah, because this might be a nice time to reflect a little bit on the year. Yeah, it's a good point. End of the football season, yeah. Yeah, end of the football. Yep. We're yeah. More, yeah. What, like an exit interview? You wanna... Yeah. Do you want to write down your strengths and weaknesses, Will? <laughs> yeah, let's do a SWOT analysis. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think we've gone? Uh, um, yeah, but I was thinking driving in, this might be the last proper footy one for a while. So The first proper sit-down one with us all. But it has been a good fun year, hasn't it? We've, it's been great. Yeah. It's had its moments, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We can confirm we'll be back next year. We'll, we'll be here for oh, yeah. ahead of round one. So I reckon when footy when preseason's back again, I reckon we'll nice. It won't back, be the last episode in. of the year. We can guarantee that. Oh wow! Well, <laughs> you got to make things happen. Oh, well, I, might, I might be flat out, mate. So <laughs> yeah, on your own. The ben and Will podcast. Yourself. Finally, it's what we've always nice. wanted. <laughs> we finally get there. It's just a, a, a podcast about cheese. Yeah, but also maybe we'll say thank you to everyone that's listened throughout the footy season. Yes, been, of course. It's actually been amazing the support and. Um, how the reach that this has been able to, yeah. to get and we love hearing your feedback and to be able to share a bit of our journey over the year with with a few people has been awesome and yeah. um yeah thank you very much to everyone that's listened and bought a shirt written in um send a voice video, video send a voice message yep thank you very much and to mj and, and eth as well i reckon they've been and marshy as well marshy, marshy as well the listener team they've been awesome awesome yeah it's been very very enjoyable coming here I, yeah i don't know what we expected when we first Started doing it, but I've loved it. So yeah. thanks to everyone, to your point, Harry, that it's made it possible. It's been lots of fun. It has, yeah. Definitely. We've warmed into it, I think. Yeah. Insta and TikTok, of course, at Ben and Harry Podcast, where you can send us a DM. And we have a few to wrap up this week's episode. We'll start with Melissa. Hi, Ben and Harry. It's Melissa from Manevelin. Oh, and yes, I have lost my voice <laughs> from Saturday. I just wanted to say with what little voice I do have left, well done, Harry. I'm so proud of you and I'm glad that you kicked those couple of goals. Anyway, have a really great off-season. <laughs> Hopefully we'll still get some podcasts throughout the summer months and I can't wait for the BNF. See you there, Harry. Bye. When is your BNF, by the MJ, you're a bit stiff on Melissa to make her do a voice message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really could have just had that one type. <laughs> Come on, MJ. Oh, that's awesome. When, when is your best and fairest? Uh, next week. Oh, Saturday. Saturday night. Oh, you can't go. Obviously. Yeah, I won't be yep. there. Mm. Uh, so I, I assume Melissa had sent that after the Carlton game. Yeah, okay. like for it. the prelim. Is that more she, of a statement or is it just? A, she, yeah, it was yeah. just a statement. It was just a thank yeah, you. But well done, thank you very much, Melissa. God, I sounded similar after I was trying to sing Country Roads and I just was not hitting high notes. <laughs> I had to bring it down an octave. Hey Harry, it's Will here. I was just wondering what the rooms were like after the game. I'm a very passionate Carlton supporter, and what you guys did for us this year was amazing. Best of luck next year. Go Blues. 
Uh, yeah, good question. What were the rooms like? Um, oh, everyone was pretty flat. Yeah, it was flat, but it was like all the families were there as well. So it was as yeah disappointed as everyone was. It was probably a feeling of togetherness because everyone was kind of consoling yeah. with their with each other, their partners, families. So it was as much as we yeah, it was it was pretty emotional and disappointing. It was everyone was in it together. So it was mm. that was kind of reassuring that. Yeah, as much as it sucked, we were all there. Did you realise that that is going to be the last game of football at the Gabba? No, it's not. They're playing there next year. Are they? I actually, yeah, I think they might I be actually two asked more. Harris Andrews that in the last quarter. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last quarter of a prelim. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, I think there might be two more years at the Gabba. Yeah, it's definitely. He said there's definitely next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I think the favourite is going to be the Showgrounds, which is within the city of Brisbane. Yeah, uh, and they want to refurbish that and oh. get about twenty five thousand there. But yeah, geez, the Lions will miss not having the Gabba. Yeah, so are they knocking it down? Or are they just knocking? It no, they're the doing ground? it. They're doing it. They're doing it back up though. Yeah, yeah, they'll be in the same obviously. spot. But yeah, they're playing concrete, are they? <laughs> what? Well, you you might have meant that they're knocking it down and they're building another stadium five k's away. No, I. They yeah, you're right. They're building it back up. The Gabba will still be the Gabba. Yeah, not playing on a car park. <laughs> Doing the 100-meter final on <laughs> concrete. <laughs> That'll be interesting, though, having to rebuild a new fortress. So, all of a sudden... I heard it was a... going to be in the billions to oh, um, redo it. Yeah. I think um, SoFi was like the top echelon of stadiums ever built, Yeah, cost-wise. But the Gabba is in the top 10, apparently. 2.2 new, which is a, mm. the highest, most expensive Australian build ever for a sports stadium it's ever. It's only 50... 60,000? Like, it's not that yeah, big. Yeah, but it'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be oh, it'll be mint. It'd be, like, it'd be similar to the Perth Stadium. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, hopefully it's it's unreal. But yeah, the Lions will just be homeless for a while. Well, the Lions will be happy because I'm sure the government will tip in a significant amount to that because it's the yeah. Olympic Stadium. So, they'll be pretty happy. Yeah, nice. Uh, and finally, from Joel, who is a regular with the DM. So, thank you to Joel. This is the last one. G'day, Beno, Howard and Rollo. Beno. <laughs> Joel from Carrollsbrook. <laughs> Just want to say, if you don't continue the pod during the off-season, then enjoy your break and looking forward to you next year. Question, if on death row, what would your last meal be? Go Baggers. Great question. Nice. And you guys would have strong food opinions, I reckon. I think we're going to say the same thing. No, you go. I reckon I'd go steak and chips. With oh, gravy. I would too. I always say steak. How do you have it? Medium. Medium? Right, yeah. I prefer just overcooked than undercooked. <laughs> I was hoping for rare, but... No. Nah, nah. Steak and chips. It, it, yep. If you get a side salad on death row, are you eating it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon... So, I'd, I'd potentially go with steak as well, but I'd go mashed potato. I love yeah. steak, mashed potato and greens. And you'd want, in theory, you'd want as much as... You'd want that meal to last as long as possible, wouldn't you? That's a good call. Because it's the last time you're ever eating, so you'd want to savour every second When you just feel experience. sick, you probably wouldn't want to eat it. You'd just be like... Mm. Well, what, what do you mean? Do you want, like, more mash? No, but, like, wouldn't you want to, like, if that's your last, this is your last ever meal, right? Yeah. So you wouldn't, if you're sitting there for, like, what, two minutes and you smack a cheeseburger or you could have a 25-minute, you know, glass of red and a, a nice steak that you yeah. can kind of save up for 25 minutes, take it all in. you got to remember, last you, time you're, you're a criminal, they're not going to just give you a glass of red and they might. I think they're pretty generous. They do, yeah. I think oh, they yeah. go out of their way. Yeah, because like some people, have you seen those like real, some of those real psychos? They order like the strangest things for their last. Meal. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've seen like full lists of that stuff before. It's yeah. Like what? Oh, like like peanut butter, tuna sandwich, like really weird from the, stuff. Or like two nuggets from Wendy's in here, like just real specific. Yeah. Random stuff. But yeah, so we're all having steak. Yeah. Bit of garlic bread or anything? You having a, like, is, is there like a little snack that you, I'm adding garlic bread. I'll probably throw in some popcorn as well because I love popcorn. Chop it, maybe. <laughs> Finish with a nice, with the sweet The tea. crunchy chocolate, Cadbury chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Rocky Road. <laughs> yeah. Some, some of so your I'm own. Home, early. Homemade <laughs> Rocky Road. Perfect. Uh, very uh, good. Nice one, Hopefully James. we never uh, cross that bridge, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> End up on death row. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Enjoy Italy, guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Rollo. We'll oh, any see. tips for us? You've been to... I haven't been to Italy. You did? No, no, you didn't. No, no. I went to London, um, which is fun. Hopefully, the weather holds up here. Oh, it's going to be a bit chilly. Yeah, I think it's, it was starting to get there when I left. Um, so, it'll probably be colder now. But have a great time. Enjoy the wedding. Thanks, mate. Hope, Thank uh, you. Hopefully, hope... speak over there. Yeah, we will do. Thanks right. for listening, everyone. Thank you. See you later. Good boys.